Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome once again to a wonderful show. Um, This is Straight Talk with Joe. Uh, My name is Joe, of course. Uh, I'm going to introduce our wonderful co-host, Mr. Keith Ellaby. What's going on, world? How are y'all doing today? And we can't forget about Miss Monique Calderon. Hi, everybody. Hope you're having a blessed week. And once again, if you guys have um, never heard of the show, this is Straight Talk with Joe, where we introduce uh, Christian ideas, Christian viewpoints. Uh, I, you know, you can say from a real world standpoint. Um, we are really not biased. Um, you know, we try to hammer down all issues um, that relate to each and every one of us. You know, this walk is a Christian walk, and you know, sometimes it can be hard. Um, but we try our best to. Um, Give a new viewpoint um, from, I guess you could say from a quote-unquote real Christian. Uh, you know, we don't we don't bite our tongues uh, for anybody, um, but we also try to, uh, you know, incorporate God in everything that we do, um, and we try to uh, give it with once again with the Christian viewpoint. Uh, so before we get started. I would like to just open up in a prayer, um, you know, just to get the spirit involved and, you know, you know, have God incorporated um, within this um, show tonight. So without further ado, let's pray. <laughs> uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for opening up this door for us and allowing people to talk about what's near and dear to their heart, uh, which is you and your love that you've uh, given us. And we pray, Lord, that anybody that is listening to the sound of our voice may have an ear to hear uh, as well as an open mind. And we pray that your will be done and your word be spread, and people can hear the good news from each and every one of us, and we as hosts can um, take criticism as well as opinions from our wonderful listeners. So we thank you and we praise you for these and many other things. In in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, guys. Amen. um, You know, I like to just jump into it, and, um, you know, Last week we talked about fathers leaving um, families, and you know I, I don't know about you guys, but that, that to me that was a that was a that was a really good episode. Uh, it was close to me, um, but you know this week I guess you know we're going to dig deep into something that we talked about you know we, uh, a couple weeks ago um, with uh, Pastor Kim and. We ended on a note of divorce. Um, so, basically, what's what's the deal with divorce? Um, what situation or circumstances um, would cause someone to get a divorce? Uh, with the fluctuating circ- uh, statistics about the divorce rate, the word of God is clear on what the uh the statistic should be, which is zero. In Malachi 2.14 uh, uh, 214 through 16, it says, Yet we say, Wherefore, because the Lord hath been witness beneath thee and with the, thy wife and youth, against whom youth hath dealt... Uh, ooh, that's a tough one, Keith. <laughs> uh, 
the now I I, I could read. I kind of wanted to read this actually, yeah, if, go you, ahead, if go you don't ahead. mind. Can I read this? Um, yeah, <clears throat> so, this is Malachi, second chapter, fourteen verse to the sixteen verse. Uh, I'll read it in the NLT. Uh, smooth to read for some of our listeners. Um, it says, "You you cry out, why doesn't the Lord accept my worship?" I'll tell you why. Because the Lord witnessed the vows you and your wife made when you were young, but you have been unfaithful to her, though she remained your faithful partner, the wife of your marriage vows. Didn't the Lord make you one with your wife? In body and spirit, you are his. Um, And what does he want? Godly children from your union. So guard your heart, remain loyal to your wife of your youth. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel. The, to, to divorce your wife is to overwhelm her with cruelty, says the Lord of heaven's armies. So guard your heart, do not be unfaithful to your wife. Um, and that's just reading from Malachi. And um, like Joe said, we're just going to just get right into it and the question is, apart from what's the deal with divorce, the question is, why are people of God divorcing each other? In in this conversation, I kind of I, I I don't want to jump too hard on. We're not going to touch on the sexual abuse or the abuse or anything like that, or domestic abuse. I'm sorry, not sexual abuse. The domestic abuse aspect. I, if you guys don't mind, I just want to talk on clear cut. Adultery type divorces and I don't love you anymore type divorces because those are the ones that that don't sit well with me. I understand that people's bodies are being threatened in danger and people are forced to just get away from their spouse because it means them harm. And I understand that or drugs or anything like that. But I I want to talk about the type of divorces that occurs that I've seen growing up in churches and outside of church. It's you know, I, I left my wife because uh, I just don't want to do it anymore. Or I, I'm leaving my husband because he, I just can't do it. Whether it be money or something that that the the vows just don't, you know, or the vows that say, you know, for better or for worse, but people are just neglecting that. And um, I wanted to get you guys points on that before we get into it. Like, why why are people divorcing for these small reasons? Like, can can it not be worked out? Well, as the residential married person uh, on this show, it, it could be a, a myriad of reasons, to be honest. Um, I mean, think about this. And I'm not, <laughs> it's going to sound funny, but I'm not going to equate marriage to jail. Um, and when I say but, I don't want to cancel out anything. Uh, uh, real quick, I want to encourage Everyone, everyone to join into this conversation, please call into our number. Uh, it's 516-387-1427. That's 516-387-1427. Um, but if you are married, if you've been married for, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years or whatever, and you're with that person day in, day out, just like if you were in prison, you got sentenced to 5, 10, 20 years, and you're in that building day in, day out. You're around the same people all day, every day, different personalities, different situations, di- different circumstances. You could go crazy. You can get tired of that person. The smallest thing could ignite you to another level that you might have never even knew existed. I'm not saying everybody's that way, but what I am saying is when you're around the same person over and over and over again, you see that person's face every single day. When you wake up, you see that person. When you go to sleep, you see that person. You can get tired. You can get bored. You can get irritated and aggravated. And with all of that being said, you could just say, I had enough. I I can't take it anymore. 
I've been with you for 25 years, and I, 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 I just can't do it. I mean, look at, I was just talking to someone the other day. Look at um, a pastor. Look at Paul McCartney, or look at um, Al Gore. They were married for 20, 30, 40-something years, and they got a divorce. And, you know, I don't know the details of, you know, of their uh, divorce, but I can honestly see why they got a divorce. And it doesn't have to do anything with being a Christian at all. It's just your human traits, your human personality. And I would be a liar if I... Oh, so go ahead. No, go ahead, Joe. What is your point? <laughs> uh, I, could be, I would be a liar if I said me being married, and, and I'm just speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for any other married couple. If I, if I said that I didn't go out into the world and see another woman and lusted after her, I would be lying. And if... I'm lusting, and the devil sees that I'm lusting, and he sees that weakness. All he needs is a crack to get in to persuade another woman to come pursue me. What I am saying is I'm not going to pursue that woman, but, you know, especially in Proverbs, the Bible warns of a promiscuous woman. The Bible warns warns of women going after married men and vice versa, married men going after, I mean, men going after married women. You know, you hear the saying all the time. You know, when women see a ring on a man's finger, not all women, but some, they want that man because they know it's no attachment to that man. So, you know, and, you know, men sometimes think with their other head. You know, we're all adults, so we know what that means. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of different reasons that can go behind that. Okay. I, and and I, I feel you on that. I, I feel you and I feel you on that. Uh, but I believe definitely the word of God is truth. Whatever Jesus said was true for all men because he's God in the flesh. And I, I want to point out something that he said, Matthew nineteen eight. <clears throat> he says unto them, Moses, uh, he says unto them, um, Moses, uh, basically Jesus talking about why people are getting divorced. And he says, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. So he's saying because of the hardness of men's heart, that's why people are divorcing. And I suggest that that's the root cause of every divorce or or why men aren't treating wives nice or women not treating their husbands nice. And people are saying, you know what, that's it. We're, we're cutting it. We're cutting it right here. Because if some somebody has a hardened heart and they don't want to change something. Because, I mean, I, I know what you're I, saying, Joe. I, I can't, I, honestly, I mean, me being married and me seeing other married Christian men getting divorces, I, I can't say that's always the case. And I'm not talking so, about what, what, domestic what? or nothing like that. But, you know, you can, you've been in relationships before. You know, you see it all the time. People date four or five years and they break up. Why? Because they fall out of love. You know, no, but see, the that, difference no, listen, is... No, listen to me, listen to me. Go ahead, Judd. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead, Judd. I'm sorry. The, 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 the difference is, is that when you're married, you have made a vow. You've made an agreement to God. And me, I don't care. Once again, I can't speak for anybody else. I'm going to speak for myself. After I made that commitment and I made that vow to God, I could... Never see myself getting a divorce, especially what I saw, you know, my friends' parents go through, what I've seen my family go through. I could never see myself getting a divorce. Um, the flip side to that is, you know, when people do get divorces, I, whatever it may be, sometimes kids could drive a wedge in between that. You know, going back to last week's episode, you know. Men, sometimes even married men, they have a tendency to say, I can't do this anymore. And it has nothing to do with, you know, being married. It's just life situations and circumstances cloud a man's judgment. And that has nothing to do with love. It's just, and once again, I'm speaking from a man's standpoint. It's just, you know, the kids are getting on your nerves. Your wife is getting on your nerves. Work and all of this. And it's like, ah, I just can't take it anymore. And you say, enough is enough. And you just leave. 
That has nothing to I, you know. That has nothing to do with love. And I can honestly say that I've been in that standpoint to where I can say, I love my my wife. I love my kids, but this this is getting to be too much. This bird, it's not a burden, but this this weight is starting to get too much. But you know that goes back to heavy is the head that wears the crown, and to whom much is given, much is required. Some people can't handle all that pressure because when you're a man and you have to take care of not just yourself but other people, it's a lot. You know, it's easy to take care of yourself. Now you have to take care of three, four, five human beings in one place, including yourself. And some people just can't handle that pressure. Well, Money, did you have anything you want to add in here? Because I got got some stuff, but I, I want to know. You oh, know, okay. can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we hear you. <laughs> you know, I'm the age that I am and not married and I don't have children for a reason. And that reason is because the man that I marry, it's going to be forever till death do us part. And... You know, I'm sure some people can hear me say that and say, yeah, well, you know, what if you choose the wrong one and this and that. But I'm very, you know, especially as of late, I've been very prayerful in who I'm allowing to to be in my life or who I'm allowing uh, to have those special parts of my heart now and, you know, really asking and seeking the Lord and who it is that I'm going to marry for all those things that Joe is saying, right? Because I've seen my parents go through really, really tough times. And I've seen my parents really have to fight it out to to be together. So, you know, even though I haven't experienced it firsthand, I just watching my parents' marriage and other marriages within my family, I see how hard it is. And I think to myself, my gosh, I'm just doing life and it's rough. I can't imagine having to take care of a child and having to take care of my husband, you know, in a a way that a wife needs to nurture and love her husband. And so, you know, I'm I'm very careful in who it is that that I'm going to marry. But I do know that when I marry them, it will be until death do us part. Um, and, it, and it's not easy. You know, I think people, though, nowadays, especially with just the way everyone's into instant gratification, everyone's very in, uh, has an entitlement mentality. So when they say, well, someone doesn't make, they, they don't make me happy anymore. I'm not happy anymore. You know, it's because people don't really understand the concept of marriage and that a person, your husband or your wife isn't there to make you happy. That's not the purpose of a husband or a wife, you know, because if you're looking for happiness, first of all, you know, true fulfillment will only come through Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can fill our every single need that we have or want that we have. Only God can do that. And I think a lot of people don't see that. They think that a husband or a wife is to make you happy and, and that's, that's not what they're there for. They're purpose mates. They're there to help you fulfill your purpose that God has placed on your life. And so I truly believe that if we start looking at who we choose as our mate, you know, it's got to all start in that first. You know, it, it, you've got to be seeking the Lord. It's not for girls, how handsome is he? Let's be real. How much money does he make, right? How well can can I live if I'm with this man, right? I mean, let's be honest. That's how the world thinks. That's When I was in the world, that's how I thought. But you know what? Now that I am a follower of Jesus Christ, the Lord has placed other desires in my heart. And those desires in my heart are, I need a man who's going to lead our family spiritually, a strong leader, not where I'm leading him. He needs to lead. I need a man, uh, this desire that God's placed in my heart, is a man that's so filled up with what God has done in his life that it's overflowing that he, he, he is moved to do ministry. He is moved to do things to help others because of what God has done in his life. You know, and so when, 
women, when you start looking for a mate or, or men, when you start looking for, for a wife this way, it changes the course in how you look at marriage. So when you get married and when times get tough, yeah, y'all aren't going to be happy all the time. You know, you guys are, like Joe said, you're going to get on each other's nerves and you have the stress of now having to take care of extra people, you know, as you continue to have more children. And, you know, life happens. People get laid off. People get fired. People leave their jobs. All kinds of situations happen. And it's, you know, you've got to lean on one another during the tough times. You don't just pick up and leave when the going gets tough. Yeah, I I, I agree uh, definitely with, with Monique. You know, life happens, and the Word of God says there's going to be trouble. There's going to be trouble, and 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 that's the thing that I I for the life of me I don't understand why if if trouble comes into your marriage, it's such a shock to everybody. You know, and um, I it took it took me seeing you know things going wrong with my parents' marriage to actually see that. And and I think sometimes we get comfortable in this uh, idea of what a marriage should be instead of just having faith in Christ that whatever comes in this marriage, we're going to get through it together. And I think with the hardening of the heart, people are 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 not opening up their hearts to what the Lord would have us to do. And I've seen this. I've seen this where um, men have come to the point where they know the right thing to do. They know what's right. They know what's right. They know what the Bible says. They believe in Jesus. They follow the word of God. They pray. They pray. They pray. They pray. They pray. They pray. But still, they they cannot work it out with their wives or vice versa. The wife can't work it out with their husband. Regardless, it's just they, they will not do it. They won't submit. And I pray that I'll never get to that level when I get married one day. But it it's frightening to me. And uh, just to bring up another point, if if, if anybody didn't have anything to uh, add, uh, I, I read online about uh, a gospel singer, uh, Israel Houghton. Uh, he's a Grammy Award winner. I just I just took a little piece of the uh, article I read. Um, uh, Israel Houghton is a Grammy winner, um, and he announced uh, the end of his 20-year marriage to Melissa Houghton um, on Facebook. And he, he, he said, and I quote, I failed and I sinned in my marriage. Uh, several years ago, I failed and sinned in my marriage. Although we tried, the challenges in our relationship have proven too much to overcome. We have hand, we have always handled our family and ministry with grace and generosity towards others, discretion and privacy. Houghton posted. And then he says, I'm in the process of restoration, and I've repented for my actions. Although I am sincerely sorry and forgiven, I, I soberly realize that I will have to live with the consequences of my failings for the rest of my life. Um, and... You know, he. I've listened to his music, Israel Newbreeze, great man of God, you know, music and all these things. Uh, but the one thing that jumped out to me in this article when he said, several years ago, I failed in sending my marriage. Then he says, although we tried, the challenges in our relationship have proven too much to overcome. And and I don't know what happened in their marriage. I'm not even, I'm not knocking him. I would definitely should keep him in prayer. Um, that that the Lord will reconcile, hopefully. Uh, but one thing that just did not sit right with me is when he said, we tried it, and it was too much, and we over, couldn't overcome. And this is how I'm thinking of it, and maybe you guys can help me out. If I'm married to Monique, hypothetically, right? Say me and Monique are married. I mess up, I cheat. Monique finds out this is 2010. Let's get to 2016. You know, I tried with Monique. It was too much to overcome. I cheated in 2010, several years ago, and it was too challenging to overcome. You know, I'm sorry. I'm divorced, and please keep us in prayer. 
in my brain is like, well, why couldn't I just cut off whatever women I was dealing with in 2010? And put music on hold. You said it's not that easy to cut off whoever. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Let me finish, though. Cut off whatever woman I'm dealing with in 2010. Put whatever music, business, ministry on hold and tend to my wife and kids at home. It's not that easy to do that. Is this before or after you cheated? This is after I cheated. Well, there is, okay, in that aspect, it is easy to do that. Who's to say he that he didn't do that? You know, no, I, I, I'm, I'm saying I don't know what he did. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what he did. I have no idea what he did. But that part in, that, in the, the statement just didn't sit right with me. He said, although we tried, the challenges in our relationship have proven too much to overcome. Now, I, I'm just giving a scenario of, well, why didn't he just leave whatever he was doing and just cleave to his wife until it was restored? But, I mean, maybe she didn't forgive him. Maybe she held on to that for years and never forgave him for it. In that case, then, you know, I, there's nothing really he could do. But um, but he said, although we tried. So it to me that says they both tried something. It You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking she tried to forgive him and stuff like that. And I, I just, I don't know, it just didn't sit right with me. What do you guys think about that? Well, you can, you can... You can forgive someone, and and this 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 is this is uh, this is how I think, and it might be a skewed way of thinking, but this is how I think. You can forgive someone, but you can't forget that thing yeah. that person may have done. It is so hard. You know, I can speak from someone who's been cheated on. It is so hard to forget. And, you know, although I wasn't married to the person that, you know, we I tried working things out with, you know, we had broken up and then um, definitely, you know, took time apart and then came back together to try and make it work. Uh, but while we did that, we were going to uh, Christian couples counseling. Um, and that's something I can say it definitely, it definitely helped, you know, once when someone is a victim of betrayal, it's you know it's a it's a process. It's definitely you know it's going to take time to heal. It, it it's almost like it actually is what the psychologist said is that when you're betrayed, um, it is it is a trauma. And so just think of someone who has PTSD. You're dealing with triggers. You know it, it's not something that you just automatically forgive them and it's done. You continually get triggered and there's this you know, amount of time that it takes to be able to restore that trust. You know, once, especially, I'm I'm only saying between a relationship, between a boyfriend and a girlfriend, but between the sacredness uh, of a husband and wife, there's a deeper trauma that occurs. And so, you know, for it to be able, for a relationship to be restored, I can tell you, you know, it's not going to happen in six to eight months. More than likely, it's going to be a year or longer. It really depends, you know, on each relationship. And so it is it is doable. It can happen, you know, when you're all in and you say, we're going to make this happen. We love each other. He made a mistake. And if the, the wife is willing to stand alongside of him, it is a very hard, hard road ahead. But I want to also, anyone who's out there listening, I want to speak encouragement to you that that the Lord can restore that. If you and your heart have decided, you know what, I know he's never going to do it again, or I know she's never going to do it again. And, again, this is within the bounds of marriage, okay? I'm saying within the bounds of marriage. And remember what the Word of God says that, you know, with adultery, the Lord says that that is grounds for divorce there. But if you are deciding within the bounds of marriage, to make this work after either one of your spouses has cheated, or your spouse, I'm sorry, has cheated on you, um, it is possible, but it's going to be a lot of hard work. It's going to be a hard, hard road. But if you have a good, um, you have good people around you that are encourage you and love you and encourage the both of you together, um, it, it, it definitely can, can happen. This marriage can definitely be restored. 
So I just want to speak encouragement into that. Yeah, and you know, Amen. when it comes to marriage and adultery, you know, like Monique said, you know, the word of God does say that if someone um, cheats the spouse or the or the husband um, cheats, or the, or the wife or the husband cheats, you know, then there that is the only reason that you should get a divorce. Um, and if they try it, then, you know, we just have to take their word for it. They try it, but, you know, some people just, they just can't deal with the fact that how could you betray me? Right, Monique said betrayal. How can you betray me? How can you not just betray mm-hmm. me, especially Christians? How can I, you can, how can you just betray me and God? Because yeah. when, you, when you, you know, I've had the, 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 the privilege to not only get married, but to have a vow renewal where, you know, we just go through the whole process again. And it's it's something when you not just exchange vows to one another, but when the pastor has to tell you what God says, what a vow is, you know, it's it's something to to take notice of. Um, you know, the Bible says that you have to be careful with the vows that you you know say to God. You know, in fact, they say I think in some somewhere in Proverbs it it says be careful on how you say it, take a, you know, take a vow or say a promise. Um, so when you take a vow to God to say that I will never leave this person, you know, through sickness, through health, through uh, through through you know, to death do us part. Um, you have to honor that. And when you sleep with another person to make that null and void, you know, that's that's tough. That's tough, and yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. a lot of a lot of, and you know once again I'm just coming from the man's uh, point of view. A lot of men do cheat on their wives. I know a lot of married men who say monogamy is impossible. You know, no person, no human being is supposed to be monogamous. And you know, I go to a strip club or. I um, and I'm not saying these are friends. I'm just saying over the years I've met a lot of madmen that said these things, and you know that's that's just the reality. Especially, I hope it's not for Christian men, but you know, carnal men, men that are in the world that I've heard that several different times, and um, you know, once again, when it comes to adultery, if that person doesn't feel comfortable with being with that person, then you know they have a right to leave in 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 a Christian way. You know they have a right to leave, uh, but you know I want to go go back real quick to something Monique said about um, being. What was it? You said something about um, choosing to get married. You know, in First Corinthians, Paul points out um, that if you basically are burning with lust. You know, you're with, you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, and you know you've been with this person for a while, and you're burning with lust. Then you should get married. But then he says, if you're single, and I, once again, I've been on both fences. I've been married. I am married, and I've definitely been single. And I was talking to a pastor about this no later than Saturday. It's hard. Believe me when I tell you this. It is hard to still live. A godly life, read the Bible, pray, you know, do everything. You know, when I was single, I was, I'm telling you, I was in the Bible each and every day, writing sermons, you know, taking notes, literally studying the Bible. Now I'm married, now I have two boys, another kid on the way. I work, it's hard to balance all of that. And they talk, Paul talks about that. He talks about, having to balance life when you're married. And then he says, I don't have a direction from God, but if you have a choice, choose to be single. And I'm not deterring anyone from getting married. What I will say, though, is if you're in a position where you're comfortable and you would rather choose to serve God versus, you know, Starting a family, 
I, I love my family. God knows I love my family. But if you're in a position where you can live without that, and that's it, it is a choice. And you want to just live for God and live for God alone. In fact, Jesus told the rich man, forsake everything. Give up your family and follow me. Now, it's a now, choice. Wait a minute, Joe. <laughs> wait a minute. He t- that's the word, Keith. I got, I, got to jump, I got to jump in, man. Now, in, in that regard to the scripture, you know, it's forsake everything and follow after Jesus. This is This is true. But you're not going to forsake your family as a man to follow Jesus if you have a family. Jesus, t- what did Jesus tell him? No, li- li- and, listen, and what was his response? He turned and walked away because he couldn't do it. <laughs> no, listen to me, man. All I'm saying is this. As a man, you are the head of your family, right? Yeah. You, I'm, I'm talking to you. you, you right. So it is your job to make sure everybody in that household is of the same faith. You're the ship. Yeah. You're the head of the ship. You're steering it. Yeah. Right? Now, now, if, God forbid, if your son says, you know what, Dad, I don't believe in Jesus no more. I'm done, and I'm, I'm worshiping this other God, and forget you, forget this family, this other thing. Right? That's still going to be your son. You're still going to love him, but you're still going to follow Jesus Christ. And if it takes you depart, uh, you know, stepping away from your, out of your son's life, I believe that's what the Lord have you to do um, in that regard because you can't, you can't sit, and I'm not saying, you know, don't try to reach out to your son continually and try to get him back on the right path. Absolutely. But if, if, if there's a split of people are worshiping this God and, and your family's worshiping Jesus Christ, your house, you, you know, as for you and your house, you're serving the Lord. But I, but I that, want to but get back to But that's not what I'm saying, saying though. But what what I'm what I'm saying is is that you know it's hard to go back to the old ways of how I uh, follow Christ before I got married. Like I said, I well, was. Well, yeah, I mean that's what that's what the that's what that's what the Bible talks about of you yeah. giving your life for your for your wife. You know, love your wife as Christ loved the church. He gave his life for her. You know. That single man of Joe is dead and gone. I mean, unfortunately, you. I mean, if you, you know, you sometimes. No, it's unfortunate, dude. He gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not saying unfortunately. I'll fly, like, fly away. You know, wish you could be single again. <laughs> I'm saying like sometimes you know, it's 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 gone as you know, it's never coming back. You know, in your eyes. So you're you're a new man right now. You're a new married man in Christ, and. That's the that's what you had to give up that that free time or that extra sleep or whatever it was that's yeah, gone. Now. Sleep, all that. Doing, but, eat what you want to eat, but, all but, that. Gone. But the Lord, <laughs> but the Lord has blessed you with a family, and too much is given, much is required. I yep. I just, but my whole thing is, you know the word. The word is in you. You abide by it. But why would the stresses of being married cause you to say, you know what, I'm forsaking my family. I'm going back to my old man. We tried it, and I can't, and it's not working out. I I think the problem is, like I said, you know, people aren't dying to their flesh before getting married. I think people still want to, want, want to keep some sin in their back pocket, and they don't want to give up their whole self to the marriage. And, and I'm not saying what, people want to continue sinning. What I will say is, you know, we're born into sin and shaped into iniquity. We are still humans. We are going to sin no matter what. I, I was watching something yesterday. A preacher asked a man, said, "Are you? Did you sin yesterday?" He said, "Yes." Or, "Did you sin last wait, week?" Wait, wait. He said, "Yes." You know, you're going to sin. And and and. and this this is the this is the voice we're talking about. This isn't something you just. Do one day. This is like a process, plan out, thought out thing. And I don't want to say it's even planned out. Once again, I, I can only speak for myself. I, I'm not even going to say it's planned out or thought out. It's just, and my wife can contest to this too. It's times where you're where you're in a marriage, you're married, and it, it's like I, I just can't do it. It's it's too much. 
and I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to single anybody out, but until you're there, you know, I don't think. I don't think uh, only so you, married. So people, saying, it's funny. Only married so you people can understand. Man been married for twenty years. Man has been married for twenty years to his wife. Six children, or three to two. What one children? How many children? A family. After twenty years, he just can't do it no more. You mean to tell me if it's not in his physical power, it's okay for him to leave? If it's not adultery or uh. Uh, abuse or whatever, just he just can't do it, so he's gonna leave his wife. Is is that yeah? Is that right? It happens all the time. So I'm just so you saying that's right for a man to do? I'm not. No, I'm not saying that's a, right. A, a Christian man that believes in Jesus Christ. I'm not. I'm not saying that is right. I am saying what I am saying is I get it. I understand it because I've been there. And but How I haven't been married for twenty years. <laughs> That's the part I don't get. My, I don't understand how that's even an option in a Christian man's how in his in his in his brain. I, I don't I don't I don't get it. And I and I mean because maybe at in. the end, okay, you can be a Christian, but you're still human. Things happen. Life happens, and life can sometimes get to you. Put Christianity aside. And I'm not saying for no, you, can't, you, can't put it, you can't put it aside. You, but no, you're not. But Keith, you're not saved. Holy, holy thou art thou. Twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Nobody will walk this planet is. And for mm-hmm. a minute, for a moment, you, life can get to you, and you can, you can you can be sitting down one day. You can just think about, man, I've been doing this. I've been doing that. She ain't doing this. She ain't doing that. My kids get on my nerves. I can't do this. I I can't do it. I, 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 that's it. And then she says something to you, or you say something to her, or the kids say something to you. Like I'm done, and you can leave. It 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 happens. That has nothing to do with God. Yeah, you can go back and re, regroup later, I, but it has I nothing need, to I do with God. And, and I'm not yeah. I'm not canceling God out. I'm not counting God out. I'm not counting God out. What I am saying is, I think is, what Joe is saying, Keith, is that he's like the the devil's out there, and you know, just like the word says, you know. He's prowling around to see it, who he can get, and he gets Christian people. He gets us, you know. No one, mm-hmm. no one, it, it can is uh, protected from not being able to sin. Everyone is free game to the enemy. It's whether we, you know, allow ourselves to be used. But when you're broken down, maybe you come. I hear a pastor say it this way: You wake up early. Right, you go to a job, you clock into a job where they don't appreciate you. You come through the door where you just worked eight to ten hours at a job where they don't appreciate you to walk in the door into a house where no one appreciates you. Now, I'd love to think that married life and being a Christian is all rainbows and butterflies, but there's going to be tough times. When your kids become teenagers, They're not always going to want to hang out with you or talk with you. They may just ignore you or not talk to you. There's all kinds of craziness that goes on. You're going to, you know, our lives are seasonal. We're going to go through seasons. It's not always going to be in the honeymoon phase when you're married. And so just like Joe was saying, there's going to be times when the enemy is going to invade your mind with, man, the, the kids are over here making a mess, screaming and hollering. The house is a mess. I just worked this, that. And that can be for the woman as well, okay? And so the enemy uses those thoughts, and then you're weak, and you go and you and you make that mistake, whatever it is. You know, it happens to the best of us because we're not God, we're not sinless. You know, we're all gonna mm-hmm. sin, and I'm not saying, and I'm not. Trust me, I've been betrayed, I've been cheated on, so I can tell you right here and now that there is a way to stop that. You know, the word also says, take every thought captive. So yeah, you can. There may be times when you're going to have those thoughts, but you take that captive, you know, and you remember who you are, that you're a child of God, and you remember that you have authority over the enemy, you know, that you are above and you're not beneath. You remember that promise that you made to before God that you're going to honor and love your wife, you know, and and that's why, you know, you got to continually be getting on your knees and asking God for strength because you are going to have to be the strongest you could ever be when you get married. You know, and and I think it all goes back to family life because it, it it's how we saw our family, right? So if if you're not 
raised maybe in, in the most proper home. And even if you were, you know, and you're out in the world running around and you allow the, the world to kind of shape your mind, you know, everyone's marriage is going to look different. The ideal marriage is that you're both strong in the Lord. You had both been seeking the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, and really got, you know, felt that the word, the Lord said, okay, he gave you a word. Yes, you guys are supposed to be purpose made together and you go forward. But unfortunately, not, and we're talking Christian marriages here, not every Christian marriage is like that. And that's also what we are for as brothers and sisters in Christ to be able to be that person to come along, our brother or sister in Christ, and say, hey, man, you know, I think you should pray about this a little bit more. Um, hey, have you guys uh, started going to see a, a Christian couples counselor, or have you gone to go meet with the pastor yet? You know, all these different things to help and ensure that they're rock- walking the right path in preparation for one of the hard, it's going to be an easy decision to say, I want to get married, but to actually live it out and walk it out, it's going to be the hardest Thing in the word it says you know if you can be single just like Joe said earlier be single because yeah. being married is so hard and, and now you're both bringing two together exactly <laughs> yeah yeah I, 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 I understand it I understand it and I'm not saying marriage is going to be walking apart but I'm not I'm what I'm talking about is with you know what the show is, is you know the divorce though. I I don't I I'm, I'm maybe somebody could call in and, and we get some more dialogue, but I don't understand how you could be of the faith and be driven to the point of divorce, and that's your only option left, and you're willing to forgo twenty years plus whatever years plus, and I'm not even saying the 20 years is always bad. Maybe it was the last three years that was really bad. I don't understand how you cannot <clears throat> trust in the Lord for restoration of the marriage. We serve a God but, of reconciliation, right? We serve a God of yeah, reconciliation. It, it, so so yeah, my it, thing is this. If we know the enemy is busy at work trying to destroy marriages, we need to put our own selfish ambitions and feelings aside because you, what you said, a lot of stuff you said is like, oh, you don't feel like doing this, and this is stressful, and this, that's, a, that's all Keith, you know, I, I agree with you 100%. We should put our selfish ambitions aside. And, you know, and once you get married, you know, it's, it's no longer about you. It's about serving yourself or it's about the children. But unfortunately, it's not always like that. <laughs> no, but, no, know, I, so how I, do we I, do I that, that? I think we should talk about was, how do we do that? How do we keep checking, doing a hard check and saying, okay, how do I, I I'm, I'm feeling kind of selfish right now. You know, I'm in a tough place. How do I get, get out of this funk, so to speak? That's what we should be talking about. Well, I, yeah, I, and I, that, I, and I, that was my point. When, what did Christ say? How did Christ say you should love your wife? Just as Christ loved the church. A man should love his wife just as Christ loved the church. But what does that mean? That means Christ loved the church so much that he gave up his life for the church. So what is marriage? It's sacrifice. So when you get married, you're sacrificing your life for another life. You're forsaking all, and you're what? Clinging to your wife. So being married for 20 years, you've given up a whole other life. You don't know what that other life could have, have brought you. But you know that this life has given you favor. You know that this life has given you blessings. You know that this life has given you a multitude of things that that other life might have not even have given you. But within those 20 years... It could have been, like you said, the last three. And within those last three, you know, you've went to counseling. You've prayed together. You've, uh, you know, fasted together. You've brought in other people to help out and to talk about different things that could, you know, steer you 
back around. You know, you've you've put a hundred and ten percent in. But let's say those last three or four months, you're tr- you're trying, and you're trying as much as you can, but you just don't have it in you anymore. You've given your all. You've gi- you've given your all, and maybe you know in your mind you've given it to Christ, but it might not be into and who and. I've seen people get divorced and get married again. So who's to say that that they've gotten a divorce that they don't get married again? Because maybe it took the divorce to make them realize that was stupid. I've been with this person for all but these you, years. Right, right, true, true. But you have the word of God there. That's it's a, it's a lamp to our feet. I don't. You don't have to get a divorce to know that it's not good to do. I mean, the Bible clearly says God hates divorce. Do not do this thing. But then you Jesus that, also said, like, he that has an ear, let him hear. Everybody's not going to accept that. <laughs> true, true. Does that true. not say that in the but, Bible? No, it does say it, but okay. I'm saying if, if, you, if you, you need to hear it, with all, with all you're getting, good understanding. You need to understand this thing. It's, it's a hard, hard thing to, to concept. And I, and I understand where you're coming from, Joe. You're a married man, and you're telling me the ups and downs and, and the peaks and valleys of, of marriage and to be alert. And I, and I you know, uh, grateful for the knowledge, but but my thing is, when I hear of Christian men getting divorced for reasons that are just ridiculous to me, I've heard all sorts of stupid reasons that that, that people are divorcing their wives, and, and I'm sorry to sound b- uh, brash, but I'm like, aren't, don't we believe in Jesus Christ? You you divorcing a good wife because of uh, can't cook or something like that? It, it makes no sense to me. And and I I just really want to ask the question. You know, how can a Christian man or woman go through the process of divorce and and just just ride it out? I I, I don't know. I the only thing I come up with is the hardness of the heart. You know, um, it. It's a tough thing to talk about, but I, that's one thing that never sat with me. And, and I'll say this is a personal story. Uh, it, I've, I've sat through and watched a divorce happen with my family. Uh, and one thing that, that really I just could not get, I just could not get, I could not get it. I really believe that both my parents had the power to reconcile. But if both people aren't willing to work it out, it's not going to work, you know. It's like I've heard a, a, a preacher say, you know, you just can't make a decision not to work it out because you can make a decision to work it out. You can work it out. You can. There's no, There should be nothing to stop you from saying, you know what, let me put my selfish ambitions aside. Let me put my unforgiveness aside. You can do these things. I've seen people divorce. I mean, not people divorce. I've seen people forgive people that, that played them eight times before. I've seen girls go back to the same guy that played them plenty of times. I've seen guys go back to the same girls that played them plenty of times, and they get right back with them and act like nothing ever happened. So you mean to tell me? People can't just put whatever to the side and clean slate it out. I I I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Every every bit. everybody can't do that. I mean, every, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we all have. And I don't think they acted mother. like I don't think they acted like nothing happened. You know, there's a oh, lot I, of emotional I, stuff I, that's yeah. going on in the inside. They're just not saying anything. Yeah, that's the key word. Act like nothing happened, but. You know, there, there, there's plenty of stuff and emotion and hurt and brokenness that that's going on, and, and that's not healthy for them spiritually either. You know, they both need to go to the Lord. Um, and, and, and the man or whoever, whoever did the, the, the betrayal needs to be alongside that person in their healing process. Yeah. You know, they, they need to be there alongside of them, not just be like, all right, yeah, you go to the – the psychologist, you're the one that's hurting, you're the one that's getting triggered, I'm going to be over here watching a game. No, 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 no. You did the pain, you know, you did the crime, now do the time. You're going to have to, you're going to go through the growing pains with that 
whoever, with the person that you hurt, you guys have, it's a healing process together. You know, God wants there to be complete restoration, and complete restoration means you go through through this time of healing together. That's very yeah. important to, to remember and know. That is, that is very important. Very, very important. Um, I, Me personally, if, if I've done something and I've caused someone else some sort of pain, and that's why I guess uh, uh, the Israel story stuck out to me. I want to bring up another story of and what Joe talked about a little bit of people divorcing and getting back together. Benny Hinn actually divorced his wife. Him and his wife divorced years ago, but I believe in 2014 they got remarried again. They reconciled the marriage. And I say glory to God for that. And I think that's what the Lord would have us do um, because it can happen. But you have both, like like when they said, you both have to work it out. You have to be there for one another. That's what that's what love is all about. It's a selfless thing. It's not, oh, it didn't work. I'm out of here. Like I, I I don't I don't know any scripture in in the Bible that 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 speaks of God's love that way. You know, it didn't work out. I, I, I'm going to somebody else. It, it it's an undying love. It's a it's a merciful love. It's a forgiving love. It's a Reconciling love, it, it you know it never fails. Love never fails. I mean, I don't know. It's a it's a choice. It's a decision to to make this work. I remember TD Jakes said things just don't happen. You make them happen. You you make these things work out. And I know that's possible because we have some people. You know, Joe, you, Monique, y'all some some of the smartest people I know, and I've seen you guys do things, and you've worked at it, and you've made it happen through the grace of God. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. you guys are guilty of this. I'm just saying we all have that ability to make things happen and make things work. You know, um, and 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 that's just what I'm saying. I, I, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You know, I I think. Well, I don't say I think I've seen, you know, one of the biggest driving forces that will cause a, um, you know, a divorce to happen. And once again, we're all adults, so we can talk about it. Is sex? You know, it's it's this. I guess you could say it's this myth that floats out about um, you know married couples once they get married they don't have sex anymore. You know, and. For the most part, that could be true. You know, you're literally going to be with that same person for the rest of your life, so what's the purpose of doing it all the time? And, you know, I've seen married men that, you know, that you know, growing up over the years, that they've said, I've been in the conversations where they said, you know, me and my wife, we haven't had sex for two or three years. You know, I still love her, but, you know, I have a need. And we've prayed about it. We've, you know, tried to do it, but... You know, she she just doesn't have that desire anymore. That could cause a man to cheat. I don't care who you are. That could <laughs> cause a man to cheat. And I'm not saying that 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 is justifiable. What I am saying though is that once again, it's different situations and circumstances that can cause divorce. And until those individuals can see inside themselves that, you know, this isn't the end-all, be-all. You know, we can't, and I'm not saying we are, you know, those that are on the call, we can't sit and judge other people's relationships because at the end of the day, how's our relationship with God? We cheat on God all the time by sinning. But the difference between God and us is, Keith pointed out, God has an undying love. It's a never-ending love. Humans, on the other hand, not Christian humans, but humans, because we're all humans, humans have a love that has an end. And if you may, if you feel betrayed, 
If you feel like you're not getting enough enough love on the on one end, you can go find love somewhere else. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that you should do it. There has been cases where that individual or individuals end up going to find love somewhere else. Am I saying it's right? No. I just see the other side of it because I've been in those situations. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, like, one, the only thing I could really think of to that <clears throat> is, you know, we're not to lean on our own understanding. You know, we're to knowledge the Lord and he'll direct our paths. I think when you lean on your own understanding in these regards, of course, logically, you know, if my wife ain't satisfied me sexually, dump her, divorce, and get somebody that can. I mean, that's logical. But, you know, that's not what God said, you know. And I believe that the Lord's way is right, so maybe that's illogical to do, you know. So my whole thing is... We are not to lean on our own understanding when it comes to how these marriages, um, how we think they should be in our own minds, but rely on the word of God or how they should be. And if you have a spouse that's willing to do the same thing with all their heart, mind, and soul, I don't think you'll run into problems. I mean, of course there's going to be some problems, but you guys know where to go to resolve those problems. And I... And I I don't know if the body is doing that. I'm not judging. You know, I'm not no judge. But it it just saddens me when I hear stories like that from Christian men that are doing this to their wives and vice versa. But, uh, you know, I know it's not not the last Thursday of the month. And, you know, I'll I'll be brief, but... um, so it's not confession. Okay, no, it's not confession Thursday. Okay, oh no, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but what I was saying was, I know it's not the last Thursday in the month, and I know it's not confession Thursday, but oh, uh, I'll confess. You know, me and my wife have we've been married. This should be seven years. We've been we've talked about divorce a few times. Am I saying it's right? No. Did we get a divorce? Obviously not. But once again. We've been in situations and circumstances where it wasn't even, and yes, we, we came to God. Yes, we talked about it. Yes, we, of course, we rectified the situation. But in those moments, and once again, they're just moments. Within those moments, I could have seen myself being divorced and being happy. But at the end of the day, this it has nothing to do with biblical principle. At the end of the day, I I just can't see myself getting divorced. I can't see myself not being in living in the same house with my kids, not waking up to see my wife, you know, with messed up hair and stink breath in the morning. I I can't I can't see that. You know, that's that's not in my my vision. That's not in my line of sight. For the next man. You know, it might it, it it might be easy for them to walk away. Maybe their heart wasn't in it in the beginning. Maybe they weren't committed in the beginning. And maybe they, in the back, it, it's, once again, it's, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it and I've heard it. Men that get married and say, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have got married. I shouldn't have did it. I don't love this person. Why am I with them? I, I think I just did it out of lust. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've heard it. I've not me personally been there, but I've been with them. You know, it, it, it happens. I'm not judging. I'm not saying that it's right. I can just see why people get divorced. Um, I think that for all of you listening, if there is anything you can take away from this show is to know that you need to make the take the utmost care in choosing whom you yoke your life with. Amen. Because as you're hearing, it is not easy. It is not, do not, as you've heard, 
do not think that once you get married, you're going to be able uh, to have all the sex you want, and it's going to be great, and it's going to be amazing, and, uh, you know, it's just going to be this, this different free life. Because, you know, as the word says and as we've reiterated, you know, it's about we're it's about loving one another as Christ loved the church. It's about giving up your life. It's sacrificial love. So being married, getting married, it's not something to take easily or to think about lightly. You really, really, really have to think about the person that you're going to marry. Speak the Lord on it. Pray about it. And then pray about it some more. And then pray about it some more. <laughs> you know? So so if anything you can take away, just know that, that marriage isn't a game. It it's something that it's a promise you make before the Lord. And if you're gonna make a promise to God, just like how we wanna rely on God's promises that He's made for us then we need to be that same kind of person and say, if I'm making a promise to you, God, then I am going to stand by this promise, and I'm not going to break my promise with you. Just like God didn't break his promise with us, you know, we we are now forgiven, thank God, through through Jesus Christ's blood, through through what he did on that cross for us. We are able to go into heaven. Can you imagine just for once if God was like, I'm going to break my promise now? Nah. The rest of you guys can't can't come to heaven. I'm done. So why do we think that it's all right for us to break our promise to God? So I think it's also when we promise God something, that we understand the weight of that. And and, and just, just to go back to what I just said, imagine if God took away the promises he had for us. So let's not do that to him. Amen. Amen. Um, Well, guys, it's been another fascinating and fruitful show. Uh, We are going to end here. Please tune in next week, same time, same place. Um, Please check out our Instagram at Straight Talk Joe on Instagram and on Twitter, uh, at straight, S-T-R-8, Talk Joe. Um, And there's no E at the end of Joe, guys. (laughs) And if you want to send us an email, send us an email at straighttalkjoe at gmail.com. And if anybody listening, if you're not saved, here's talk about Jesus Christ. Here's talk about God and who we serve. If you guys do not know anything about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the beginning and the end, we encourage you to check out walkingwithchrist.com. It's a Bible study podcast where we're learning the New Testament. And also, if you're not saved, click on the Salvation tab and and, and just learn about the scriptures of the Holy Word and, and build a relationship with Jesus right now. Um, we love you guys. Have a good night, and we'll see you guys next week. Welcome to the show. It's straight talk with Joe. Welcome to the show.